Koppel Advisory Solutions is an SEC-registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempt from registration requirements. I wish that our stock market were as honest as every casino I go into. The gambling propensity is strong in people to do mathematically unintelligent things. Welcome to Libel on Fire with Libel Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Libel Sternbach is the author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. Libel's advice has been featured in countless publications, including Reader's Digest, USA Today, Yahoo Finance, CNN Business, Investment News, and and Market Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Libel on Fire. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Libel on Fire. I'm Freddie Bell. I'm with Libel Sternbach. He's Amazon's best selling author of Authenticity. That's book one. Book two is Living with Financial Anxiety and YieldsForYou.com. Libel Sternbach, can you talk about YieldsForYou.com? Yep. So that is that is our website. Um, it is kind of the repository of all of our guides and resources and blogs and podcasts for making that transition from uh, from working into retirement. And so our goal is to help you make the most of your retirement and you know kind of serve as that handbook that HR should have given you on what to do when and how to get started. All right. So let's talk this week about uh, reducing taxes in retirement. And I know a lot of ears just perked up when I said reducing taxes. Talk to us, if you don't mind, uh, Libel, about how retirees can make the most of their money without paying too much <laughs> in taxes. Yeah. So the uh, the first thing that I, I like to start off with the, you know, the discussion about taxes is that you didn't... Um, you do not have an ethical obligation to pay a cent more in taxes than what is owed. Um, and in fact, you have a responsibility, a right to, to make sure that you are paying the least amount of taxes possible. Um, and when we look at the tax code and when we look at, you know, kind of how taxes work in our country, Taxes are designed to be part of our economic engine. It's really, it is an extension of our economic policy. It's how we make America great is part of that is our tax engine. Our tax engine is designed to move money around our economy and incentivize behaviors that us as a country and as an economy want and penalize behavior that is not helpful to our nation. Right. So when you think about, you know, rich people don't pay their fair share in taxes, it's not that they're not paying their fair share in taxes. It's they're contributing so much to our economy that they're being rewarded with not having to pay a huge amount in taxes. Now, if we as a society decide that we're over incentivizing that behavior, we will adjust the tax code accordingly. So when you think about how do I pay the least amount in taxes? You're not cheating on taxes. What you are doing is you are repositioning your money so that it is being the most efficiently used as our nation wants it to be used so that it helps America be great. So the tax codes are actually written in favor of its citizens. 
it is it is written in favor of our nation, right? Our nation as a whole, not as an individual. Okay. Right? Because as as a person, we're just a number, right? We're a nation of 330 million people, right? Plus a whole bunch of territories and allies. So we as a nation have, you know, uh, we we're we're statistics and we have desires and we have needs and we have wants and we want to grow, right? As our economically. We make up something like 24% of the world global domestic product output, right? We are the 24% of the world's economy. That didn't happen by accident. That happened because we are very, very um, intentional about how we use our money and how we use our influence. And the tax code is just an extension of that. Interesting. Everybody, Libel Sternbach with us today. We're talking about reducing taxes in retirement. So talk about libel, if you will, how taxes change as we enter into retirement. Yep. So in our working years, right, we have the tax code is set up to incentivize behaviors that we want. So it's set up to incentivize us to get married, right? We get a tax break if we get married. It's uh, to buy a house, right? We get a tax break for that. Giving to charity, we get a tax break for that. Having kids, they will actually give us money for having kids, saving for retirement, getting a college education. All of these things are incentivized in our tax code. When we move into retirement, a lot of that falls off, right? We, we still have an incentive to stay married. However, because we don't have as much income, it's not as much of an incentive. Um, when it comes to having kids, right, we're probably not having kids in retirement. I hope not. Um, we have, I'm due. right. Um, uh, things like saving for retirement, those things kind of fall off in retirement. And so what we're left with, right, is we now have all this money. And in fact, we have negative incentives in retirement, right? Because all of a sudden we have to start taking money out of our retirement accounts and we have to start living off of it. And so all those incentives that we got to save for retirement, they start working against us. And they start, you know, where, where before we were able to take that savings off of our tax return and not pay money in taxes on it. Well, now we have to pay taxes, but we have to pay taxes at the highest rate possible. We're paying it as income tax, not as investment tax, right? And so the, the kind of the water shift, and it now shifts in favor of the government. And this is a way for the government when, you know, they spend all this money and they say, well, we're balancing the budget, right? Or we're, you know, it's only going to cost us, you know, $10 trillion over 20 years. Part of how they do that is they're factoring in all this tax revenue that they're going to get off of us in these later years in retirement because they control how much money we have to take out in retirement and they control what the tax rate is that that money is going to be taxed. So our goal in retirement is to try to do everything that we can to make our money as tax efficient as possible, which means shifting our income, shifting our retirement savings from being taxed as income to being taxed as something else. And that means finding ways of using it in retirement that are more efficient to our nation and more advantageous to us as a country. So where do we start, Libel? Where do we, how do we start making our money more efficient to benefit not only us, but our nation? So the first thing that we got to do, right, is we got to look at what our future tax liability is. And so we need to look at what our money is in our retirement accounts. 
because that's not money we control. That's money that Congress controls. And well, I, I shouldn't say that, right? We have, there's this window, this opportunity zone where we have the ability to control our income and retirement. And that is from age 60 till when we have to start taking required minimum distributions. During that time period, we control how much money we take out of our accounts, our retirement accounts. And we, we just pay income tax on it at that point. After we're required to take those required minimum distributions, then Congress becomes in control of the taxes and the income on those retirement accounts. So we need to use that window of opportunity strategically. We need to decide when and how to use that money so that we pay the least amount of taxes. And that might mean the least amount of taxes now or in the future. And we got to decide which one is more advantageous to us. Once we do that, right, then we need to figure out how do we keep from paying more taxes on it uh, later on. And that means investing it in ways that are beneficial to our country as a whole. Interesting. Libel Law on Fire this weekend. We're talking about reducing taxes in retirement. Talk about uh, the aspect of Social Security being taxed in retirement. And I know that you have a guide that speaks really directly to that and our listeners can access that. But let's talk about Social Security tax in retirement. Yep. So so this one, I, I absolutely hate the fact that they're taxing social security, which me too. I mean, it, they shouldn't be doing it. And this is one of those things. It's a default action that they've created to reduce the liability of the social security program because Congress kept tapping into the social security trust fund, right? We keep paying premiums for this insurance policy. And instead of it getting invested for our future, Congress has been using it to fund wars, to fund you know, pet projects, to do, to buy uh, treasuries. Uh, in fact, they require that the trust fund be invested. I think it's like 70% or 80% is invested in federal bonds. So the, they're just saying that of the money that we're paying on social security taxes, it is actually going to fund other government programs, which mm-hmm. is kind of ridiculous. Um, so the end result is, is that the social security administration doesn't have enough money to pay out all of its obligations. And it says it right there on your social security statement, right? It says there's a year, it keeps moving, but that they will only be able to pay, you know, 80% is the new number, but it keeps changing of their, uh, you know, uh, anticipated liabilities. And one of the ways that they keep stretching out the limited social security revenue, uh, that limited fund that we have, is by reducing the amount of benefits they have to pay. One of the ways they do that is by taxing our social security income. So by taxing it, right, in essence, there's making us give back money into the system. And up to 85% of your social security income can be taxed as ordinary income, which is crazy. excessive. I think it's excessive. Um, Congress doesn't seem to think so. Um, you know, they 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 view it as we're giving you a fifteen percent tax break on your social security. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, not exactly right. So your guy does your guy talk about this libel? Yes, my guy talks about this. And one of the things that you want to do in retirement, right, is so when you're looking at your income and you're looking at okay, what's my cash flow going to be in retirement? one of the questions you want to know is what percentage of your social security is going to be taxed, right? Because it's very possible 
that 50% of your social security or 85% of your social security income is automatically going to be considered taxable income. Now, here's the thing, right? Because of how the tax brackets work, because of how we have that individual exclusion, as of right now, it's possible that even though 85% is taxable, you won't actually pay taxes on it. However, if you take too much money out of your retirement accounts, right, and you go beyond that exclusion, all of a sudden, you're going to be paying taxes on a whole lot more money than you thought you would have to. And you may not need that money to actually live on, right? You may be good just with Social Security plus, you know, maybe $500 a month or $1,000 a month. But if Congress requires that you take out from your retirement accounts, you know, $2,000 or $3,000, that extra money can easily push you into a higher tax bracket and can easily cost you, you know, it can cost you years or lifestyle in retirement because it's going to erode your growth because all of a sudden you're paying, you know, 15, 20% effective taxes on money that really should be growing and continuing to invest. And so in retirement, our goal needs to be number one is pay as little in taxes as possible because that is the easily the easiest to control loss that we have, right? What difference does it make if we're losing money to the market or to taxes? At least taxes, we have a chance of controlling. Mm -hmm. The market is a lot harder to control the market and the market can recover. Taxes, once we pay it, we're probably never going to get it back. And the second thing we need to do before we have to step away? The second thing that we need to do when it comes to um, taxes is we have to control what our income is in retirement. We have to be that active participant of deciding how much money we're taking in retirement and not letting Congress dictate that. Because the second they dictate what what our income is in retirement, that allows them to dictate what our taxes are in retirement, and we've lost control of the train. We're talking with Libel Sternbach about reducing your taxes in retirement. He left us with uh, two thoughts, really. Pay as little in taxes as possible in retirement. Number two, control your income in retirement. And if you like more information about this, you can go to yieldsforyou.com. There's also a guide that talks about maximizing your money in retirement. It's all right there. This is Libel on Fire, and we'll be back with more. Stay with us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Libel on Fire. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them on our Facebook group at libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free signed copy of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit libelonfire.com. Now, back to Libel on Fire. And we're continuing our conversation with Libel Sternbach. Of course, you know that he's Amazon's best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety. And of course, you know that he's written another book entitled Authenticity. We've been talking about reducing taxes in retirement. And you left us with two thoughts, Libel, the last time we were together just a second ago. Pay as little in taxes as possible and also control your income in retirement. So how do you, what do you do what is the first step liable in avoiding paying taxes in retirement? Where do we begin? The first thing that we need to know is what is our future tax liability? And really what it is, is we want to know what whatever money 
is controlled is controllable by Congress. And so the first thing that I like to do whenever I'm doing a retirement plan is I just list out every single uh, monies that a person has, right? Every single account, every single asset. I put it on a spreadsheet and I mark on there, I have a column that says, is this taxable? Is, and really it's, is this taxable in retirement? Is this a future tax liability? Is this something that Congress controls? Right, so that's your 401k accounts. That's your traditional IRA accounts. Uh, it could be non, you know, non-qualified annuities. You want to look at these things, and you want to see if I use this money in retirement. Right, will this result in a tax liability, and can I control that tax liability? The answer is no. It goes on that list. Once you have that list. Right now we're we're going to have a number, right? It can be a hundred thousand, could be a million, whatever it is, right? You have your number. We can now go and look on the IRS's website, and what we're looking for is the Uniform Life uh, Life Expectancy Table, um, and this is the table that the IRS uses to determine what your required minimum distributions are. And there's a few other tables out there. There's some, you know, there are options. Um, but for most people, it's going to be this table. You're going to look at that, and that's going to tell you what percentage of your assets are going to be required and mandatory to take out as income in retirement. If you look at the number in the first few years, mm-hmm. right, and generally a decent rule is it's about 4% of your portfolio value. Uh, it's not exactly, but about 4% of that is going to be required to be taken out as income. If you look at your retirement needs, right, and you look at what you're getting from Social Security, and if you add Social Security and 4% of your taxable income in retirement, you add that together, that is more than the amount that you need in retirement. Or if it's a significant amount and it'll push you, let's say, beyond the 10% tax bracket, that first tax bracket, that is something that you want to address, right? And ideally, you want to stay under you know, you want to be in that 0% tax bracket, but it's not always realistic for everyone. Mm-hmm. But if it's if you're beyond that first tax bracket, that 0% tax bracket, now you really start, you got to start asking yourself questions of how can I reduce my taxable income in retirement? How can I reduce the balance that I have in those retirement accounts so that if Congress came along and changed what the tax rates were, if they came along and they changed and they changed how much I have to take out of my retirement accounts that it wouldn't throw off my entire retirement plan. And that's where we start getting strategic about how do we convert our taxable retirement accounts into what people like to call tax-free retirement. And I don't like to call it tax-free retirement. What I like to call it is the tax me when I choose, (laughs) because that's really what it is. You have the you know, uh, tax me later accounts, that's your retirement accounts, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't pay taxes on it when you put the money in, but you pay taxes on it when you take it out. And then you have the tax me when I choose, which is I am going to choose when it's convenient for me to pay taxes on this money, not the IRS, not Congress. And that's really okay. That is 100% okay. Congress loves it because you're paying them tax, you're paying your taxes up front, right? They're getting money that they didn't expect and they're getting it earlier. So they're totally cool with this. Um, they, they, they're talking about possibly limiting how much you can do each year or, you know, how long you can do this for so that you can't like do it all at once and do it for all your money. 
But for most people, even if they put a cap on it, it's still going to, it's not going to change much of what they're doing and how they use it. Now let's talk about how you use this, right? How do you move your money from the tax me later to the tax me when I choose? Mm-hmm. You want to choose it at times and places that are advantageous to you. And uh, before we were talking about this window of opportunity that you have in retirement, this window from age 60, you know, really it's 59 and a half till you have to take that first RMD. That window is when you have to choose when to take your money out of your traditional retirement accounts and can pay taxes on them and then put them in a Roth account or wherever you want to put them. You may even just use it as income because during those years, you get to control your income. You get to control your tax rates. You get to control your tax bracket. And so what you want to look at is in these years, right? When you first retire, you know, let's say, you know, age 60, you're working, right? You're working hard. You're earning your W-2. Right. Age 61, you retire, right? Now your income is zero. You have to decide how you're going to pay your living expenses. Well, guess what? This is a tax opportunity because you have that first tax bracket, that 0% tax bracket. You have all of that money, right? Which, you know, whether it's 28,000 or 30,000, right? Whatever that number is for you as an individual or as a couple with your exclusions, that you can have an income and pay zero federal taxes on. And so if you took money from the tax me later, and you either used it for it to live on or you put it into a Roth account. So now it's tax-free when you pull the money out in retirement. Mm-hmm. You've just gotten a tax break, right? You just saved yourself a huge amount of future tax liability. You now gained control on that money in retirement and you didn't have to pay taxes on it. And guess what? You have, you have a decade plus to make those decisions. Wow, I can I can just hear the smiles and uh, people just applauding all over all over the country as as you're saying this. And you know, you mentioned something earlier, Flybo. You said uh, there are more tax breaks for us while we're working. What about the tax breaks? And you just mentioned one, the zero tax bracket mm-hmm. because of the Roth. Are there more tax breaks in retirement? So in retirement, there are some tax breaks that we'll get. Um, there's also things that we can take advantage of that you couldn't necessarily take advantage of in your working years. Um, and this is more about being strategic with, you know, how you use your money and how you're, you know, what you're doing things with. So for instance, and this isn't really a tax break, but this is uh, tax loss harvesting. Um, so as we have that money, right, that we're investing, maybe, you know, you can put it in a Roth account, you know, if that's a possibility. Um, but let's say you have money that's in your brokerage account, right? And it's just growing there. Or you get new money and you don't want to put it in your retirement account. You want to invest it you know, in something else. Tax loss harvesting allows you to sell your losses in your account. And now you have these losses that you can use to offset gains, right? Mm. So if you have a large balance that's not in your retirement accounts, you may want to start harvesting these losses so that when you do sell your investments for income, right, or to fund your lifestyle or to buy something, that you have losses to offset that income so that you're not paying the full freight in taxes. There's also, um, there's also different things that you have with municipalities. So you may want to look at where you're living 
to see if you are living in a place that is advantageous for retirees. So for instance, you know, Florida, right? Texas, zero, zero income tax. You have um, states like Kansas, right? Which have, they don't tax the first X dollar of social security income. So there are different, whether it's local, you know, state or local taxes that are advantageous to retirees that you want to look into and see what are the things that I can take advantage of, right? What are the things that I'm spending money on anyways? that if I spent on it differently, I can get a tax break. For instance, if you're paying for your kid's college, right? You're paying, you know, you're giving money to your grandkids or your kids. Maybe there's a way that you can give that money that is advantageous to you tax-wise rather than just giving them the money you're paying the expense. Interesting. We're talking with Leibold Sternbach. And if you can't tell, we're talking about how you can reduce your taxes in retirement. And uh, it's really interesting, tax loss harvesting and also uh, deciding where you can live to get the best tax advantage. Should we be looking at or retirees should be looking at hiring a professional to help them with their taxes or uh, should they go it alone? So that is, I I always recommend hiring an accountant to do your taxes. Um, Not everyone's of the same mind. Um, And here, here is my reasoning for it. A good accountant, a good tax preparer will be able to tell you whether you have a simple return and there's nothing to do, right? And if you're just simple return, you're just getting your social security income um, and you have your basic RMDs and there's nothing to do on your tax return, then yeah, maybe TurboTax will work for you. But nine times out of 10, a good tax preparer, a good uh, accountant can help you find opportunities to save on taxes. Now, you need to ask them these questions. You need to ask them and you need to give them the information so that they can give you good advice. But these people are a wealth of knowledge. Nobody talks to them, right? They, they, they literally, you know, people come to them, they dump all their receipts and all their papers and tell them to prepare their taxes. Nobody asks them questions. If you start asking them questions and you ask them, how do I save money? What can I do to reduce my taxes next year? They will give you answers right? And they will help you find ways to save to save money. Now, not all of them are capable of that creativity. Um, so you do want to find someone who specializes in that or just keep asking them, you know, see if they give you answers or not. Um, but there are, they, they can help you. The other thing they can also help you with is if you ever get audited, they'll be there by your side. And it's a lot easier, you know, you screw up taking an RMD, you screw up, you know, paying taxes on something. You do it on your own, you freak out, you end up paying, you know, interest and fines and things that maybe you shouldn't have paid. When you have an accountant on your side, they can call the IRS, they can talk on your behalf and they can smooth things over that may, you know, may be harder to do on your own. As a final thought uh, this week, uh, Libel, is, Is it an oversimplification to say that uh, a lot of Americans can live in a tax-free retirement? We have about 90 seconds left. I I think it's possible. I think that, I think for the vast majority of retirees, they can either achieve the 0% tax bracket or they can come very close. I think that whether or not you actually achieve zero, it should be your goal because in having that as a goal, you will save more on taxes than you won't. How can we get more information about how we can reduce our taxes? 
How can we get more information just about planning, especially for those who are listening today who are going into retirement? Yieldsforyou.com. If you scroll down about halfway on the page, I've got a list of guides and resources that walk you through each of these things, including how to ethically pay zero in taxes in retirement. I love how to pay ethically <laughs> in taxes in retirement. Ask those questions of your accountant. Uh, they know they have the answers. They'll help you to reduce your taxes possibly next year. And you mentioned if you go into an audit situation, they can help to represent you in that regard. And that uh, website again is yields4u.com. We've been talking with Libel Sternbach, the author of Living with Financial Anxiety, and also the author of the book, Authenticity. And you also have a guide on maximizing your social security benefits, Libel. Yep, that is correct. All right. This is Libel on Fire. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again next time. That's all the time we have for this episode of Libel on Fire, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them in our Facebook group at libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free copy of Libel's books, Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit libelonfire.com. Thanks for listening. Koppel Advisory Solutions is an SEC-registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. All investment strategies can result in profit or loss. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as any offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.